0: Welcome back, everybody. Uh, It's great to have you with us this morning on Real Presence Live. Father Josh Eli here with my dear friend Mike Kudrowski, who you all know very well. We're your hosts for this morning. If you missed out on any of this morning's show, you can find the podcast later today on our website, realpresenceradio.com. While you're there, consider sending in a prayer intention so that we can specifically pray for whatever you need. And find out what's happening the rest of the week on Real Presence Live by visiting our news page. You can also see some of the great events happening in your local area under the Upcoming Events section. Find all these things and more when you visit realpresenceradio.com. That's realpresenceradio.com.
1: All right, Mike, we've got another exciting segment coming up here. Indeed, we have uh, Adam Jenke on the phone. He's uh, with us uh, from Michigan, and... uh, Good morning, Adam. Thank you for coming on with us this morning.
2: Yeah, good morning. It's uh, an honor to be
1: here. Yes, and uh, again, what uh, city in Michigan are you calling from? I am calling from Warren, Michigan, just outside of Detroit. Got it. Okay, well thanks again for being with us. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, I
2: work with uh, just an incredible apostolate at St. Paul Evangelization Institute, uh, we have a few different uh, sub apostolates under us, like St. Paul's Evangelization, and a society of evangelists, a group of brothers that live together and work together, and uh, school as well. And so we have 300 teams all over the country, all over the world, really, that they go out. They publicly proclaim their faith.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Mike planted the seed earlier during, the, during one of the promos. Do coffee and rolls play a role in evangelization? Uh, I'm now uh hungry yeah uh and i don't know maybe adam if you have coffee and rolls with you right now but uh can you speak uh to that you know that's something that's so common uh kind of a way of viewing things but uh where are we at in light of where we've been uh as the church and encountering this culture uh and where what are we doing going forward
2: yeah you know coffee and rolls certainly do play a role in the work of hospitality the work of evangelization and uh you know, at my own conversion, I was in high school, and a friend of mine said, Hey, why don't you come to after school Bible study? And I said, Ah, you know, I'm good, I'm you know, thanks. I was, I was in, you know, public school and, and I know. everything. And so he looked at me and said, Well, there's going to be free pizza there. And there I said, you go. Well, what time? <laughs> right. You know, and so, yeah.
0: well, and, you know
2: little, little touches like that can be
0: so at, important. Hospi- as you said, hospitality, right? Something we can always uh, improve upon, uh, helping people to feel welcome enticing them a little bit with coffee and rolls or pizza absolutely um so uh, adam in your experience and you mentioned a a number of the 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 projects that you all have going on what have been some of the most important components of evangelization what are what what have you learned in this process and this fine work that you all are doing
2: yeah you know everyone has a story and uh, if we try to fit everybody into one with one particular method, uh, you know, it's not going to be as effective as just living out our life as disciples. We've got to live it, we've got to speak it, and mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, the two big important things is, you know, it's about how we carry out carry, carry ourselves uh, as disciples of Jesus in our own behavior, and I think it's about uh, really breaking the silence around the name of Jesus, too. So we need uh-huh. to be healed, we need to live free as disciples, right? All right. uh, it's got to be more than sin management. It's got to be more than just trying to spend less. As Pope yeah. said, but you've got to be in love with Christ.
0: Uh, beautiful. I like how you said that, breaking the silence about Jesus. Say a little bit more about that, if you would, Adam. It's beautiful. Phraseology.
2: Right. Yeah, so, it's, you know, really being able to talk about Jesus has to just become part of our DNA. Uh, you know, I, I took an Uber this weekend, and my driver and I, we were just, you know, talking about why, talking about his job, making that the Water and Pools and Fountains, where he works at, at a super popular resort, and that turned into just a discussion about talking about Jesus, too. He's like, oh, what do you do for a living? Yeah, I love to talk to people about Jesus. There's just so many natural ways that that type of conversation can come about, uh, but when we're really living our faith out, uh, when it becomes exciting to us to be Christians, that, you know, it just becomes something that we end up talking about, just like anything else in life, like football and what's on TV uh, or our own work, it's it needs to just become
0: part of that natural, uh, daily routine for us to, to speak the name of Jesus. That's beautiful, and, and especially um, when it comes from a place of joy. Right? I remember uh, Father Giertek, he's the papal theologian, was teaching us a course at the Angelicum in Rome, and a student asked, you know, what are the most you know effective argumentation, and how do we bring people around and convince them and bring them to Christ? Authentic and good question. Uh, and his response, in his beautiful Polish English, was joy. Joy. Do never forget mm-hmm. that joy is the greatest tool of evangelization. And so I, I know. I think when you're saying that, what came to mind Adam, was that we, to, you know, to first seek out that joy in our relationship with Christ, right? And then when we're yes. when it's coming from a place of joy, that's already attracting people, because joy is very uh, attractive, and then that that creates right, a space for th- the name of Jesus. So we're not we're not gruff, right? And, and France is bigger. It's not proselytization that we're harsh and, and, and forcing Jesus down people's throats. But yet we have to also say His name, right? But from a from a, a place of joy. Does that sound right? Am I on the right track here?
2: I think you are, and you know that's something that Paul mentioned. He talks about all these gifts that the church has, and he says, you know what? All of this is not if we're not looking out our life in charity and the joy. That's got to come first before anything else. And no matter what great arguments the faith we might have, if it's not from that place uh, of loving one another, uh, of showing that joy, of showing that charity, that there's something specifically different Mm -hmm. about the way we're living that people notice, uh, they're not necessarily going to be attracted into that particular argument. So uh, one of my friends put it in the way, like, we don't need any more dirt from Jesus, right? We need to really open up
0: and show." joy in our life. Yeah, could you say that? We don't need any more jerks for Jesus? Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. You are a master of, of the English <laughs> language. I love that. You're <laughs> jerks for Jesus. Yes. Uh, breaking the silence. What was it? Breaking the silence uh,
1: in the, name of, Jesus, but, the uh, name of Jesus. Around the name of Jesus. Around the name of Jesus. Great stuff. All right. Um, Chris, I have a... It seems like a loaded question here, but uh, uh, let, let's do it. What draws people to the church? And... What are the characteristics or virtues that people find attractive? Mm, I love that question. Uh, You
2: know, there's so many uh, different gifts that God has given us, and I think that, you know, flowing out of that joy that we just spoke about, uh, what, what helps us have joy? What helps us really live out our lives with those gifts, with those virtues that we have? And that's, you know, when we as Christians have been healed by those wounds caused by sin. Okay. I, I think it's really important for each one of us, rather than just, the, you know, well, if I do this one thing, if I put out the really good coffee and rolls, then people will come to church. Mm-hmm. Well, no, what happens when people actually walk in the door of the church. They meet other Christians, and as we're healed uh, by the graces of the cross, and the Holy Spirit it really ends up working through us, and people notice that. And so they, what draws people to church? What are those characteristics? Being this group of people... Uh, that really love me, that care about me, that care about me, even in the messiness of my own life. And so, you know, if we, if we find that healing in our own life, if we really surrender ourselves to those graces that are available at church, uh, that, that joy in, in ourselves, who we're really meant to be, who God really called us to be, will yeah. just shine right through. Excellent.
0: And people want it, you know, when you see those things. Uh, and we got to get... Get down to business about about uh, yeah, living in that joy. Very well said. And and the sacraments, the, the sustained by sacramental and sanctifying grace. How important that is. I'm glad you say that. You know, is there anything? You know, I'm the rector of the cathedral. We have uh, 1500, 1600 families. Uh, Adam, what you know? These you have some great. Uh, you have the institute and the street evangelization. Uh, can we get you to come out, or what can we do in the meantime? You know, to kind of, uh, what can I do? Because we're always looking for ideas. You got any suggestions for a, a pastor? Uh, since, you know, you're in Michigan, and if we could have you here, it'd be great. But uh, in, in the meantime, any suggestions for a pastor as to how I can, en- what I can encourage, what I can do with the people of God entrusted in my care?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I recommended to a, a pastor once giving a workshop, and I said, Hey, Father, how about this Sunday? Uh, you you look at everybody and say I'm going to give a really short homily and in return I want you to find somebody in the church you don't know and invite them out to lunch and we can beat the Baptist over to Denny's
0: yeah. and uh, you know <laughs> give fantastic. them
2: breakfast or, or lunch and a cup of coffee and just get to know one another I think too often you know wow. we, we end up being a group of strangers that kind of worships together we don't necessarily know the other people in the pew beyond how's it going oh I'm good you know how are you doing oh I'm good when in fact something might be deeply wrong. That... going on in our life and just giving giving each other permission so father it's not all up to you right to, right. to serve everybody in the flock but we're leaning upon one another as the people of God that uh, but is... yeah you know uh, people can check out our website too uh, and we have different tips and ideas for, for
0: hospitality that that is uh, exceptional that's a wonderful response and I thank you for that and I thank the people for tuning in to real presence live uh, so uh, I just wanted—it's—it's it's worth repeating. We have with us Adam Janke, uh who's with uh, Saint Saint Paul uh, Evangelization Institute. Did I get that right, Adam? Yep. You got Excellent. it. Excellent. And I was just asking, what can I do as a as a pastor? In case you missed this, uh, that's right on. And I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that from you. And I don't think no, <laughs> people aren't going to mind the short homily, especially after this last weekend. <laughs> but uh, they but they are going to be challenged. I think to say. Uh, okay, but in exchange, uh, your response was great. Now invite someone that you don't know in the parish that's sitting around you, so we can begin to foster right, that communal uh, element, uh, the joy, and, and the strengthening of one another, and then and then be able to go out. It's hard enough to ask somebody in the pew next to you. You know, you want to grab a bite to eat, but it, eventually make that out into the margins, as Francis says, right on the street, as you guys are talking about, and starting to bring and invite people into our lives. Because mm-hmm. with the joy of Jesus, if we allow it to live in us, that's attractive. Uh, so thank you for that. Answer. I'm going to steal that from you, or from the other. Was it the priest that gave you that? to Some other pastor. Thanks to him, wherever he is.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was the workshop we did a while ago, and the the pastor and I were just talking about what something concrete we could do on Sunday, and I just came up with that idea, and
1: he went with it, and it worked out really great. Right.
0: And I'm gonna I'm gonna run with it too. So, Adam, hey, uh, thank
1: you. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm thinking of at least one, maybe two people that I should invite that yeah. have uh been away from the faith yeah there you go what w- what would happen really if i would ask them why don't you attend daily mass with us this weekend yeah,
0: yeah.
1: come with yeah. us on sunday i'll buy you lunch there you go and father's going to preach
0: a short homily so you don't have to worry yeah
1: there you go <laughs> 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 well good well adam it, it, it's good to have you here um now uh i was picturing this as you were talking and thanks for giving us all those sound bites uh, i've written a few few of those down but uh Uh, You mentioned as uh, we enter the church, it should be, uh, oh, I was thinking, uh, reading between the lines, uh, a sense of hospitality. Can you be, uh, uh, maybe give us some specifics, uh, what does that look like in a tangible way?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, You know, it it reminds me of, you know, if you've ever seen that, that old movie, Rayleigh, uh, there was a bishop, uh, a Catholic mm-hmm. bishop in that form, Bishop Merrill, And John Valjean is criminal who's just been released from prison back in his life. Uh, is, uh yes, "You know, just released from prison, uh considered the, the prison a dangerous man. and uh, I saved him, right? <laughs> I don't right, know I right, yeah, like the door in his face. And Bishop Harrell, you know, seeing the person standing right in front of him, and that's what hospitality is, right? Showing that uh, that graciousness to uh the person that's standing to the outcast, Invites them in, give some food, and then what does John goes do? But know the silver
0: Right. And the bishop
2: looks <laughs> it up and says, John goes on, what have you done? You were supposed to take the candlesticks too.
0: Uh, all right right. What a what a forgiveness. What a beautiful scene. So I just
2: think that that screams radical hospitality. Like, what is it going to cost us uh, to save another soul? You know, what's really important in this life is it the, the things we have, or is it the people in our life? So what. You no know, real tangible ways we can think of how we can save others. If, All
1: know, right. People well, coming to our home. Well yeah. said. Well said, Adam. Uh, we have about one minute left. Uh, uh, can you tell us about this event coming up about hospitality and evangelization? Uh, can yeah, you give well, us some details?
2: Sure. We'll be at St. Matthew in, uh, in Gillette, Wyoming. we uh, this this Sunday, Monday, Tuesday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Hmm. Uh, anybody who can't make it in the evening, we're also going to give a couple of talks on uh, Monday and Tuesday morning, 11.30 to about 1 p.m. Lunch will be included there, and so you're welcome to come to some of it. You're welcome to come to all of it. Uh, and it won't be just what's going to be for two hours. It won't be like just two-hour talks. We're going to have a lot of fun with it, different activities. We're going to have a, a directed holy hour uh, for healing and for freedom in Christ. It's just going to be uh, an amazing time from uh, different games we'll play to, to adoration, to talks, to everything
1: else. hope people can come out. All right, so then again, uh, that's at St. Matthew's in Gillette, Wyoming. And what are the dates on that again? Yep, it's
2: Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday evening, and it will be in English and Spanish.
1: So
0: this coming Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yep. Yes,
1: okay, very good. Well, thanks for joining us, uh, uh, Adam, and uh, you have a blessed day. Uh, We have to go on to the next segment. Now, up next, his mission is to prepare men for spiritual battle. Find out how Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers will be fulfilling this mission in Duluth. And uh, we've had a great morning here on Real Presence Live. Hopefully we'll get you out up to the north. Amen. And uh, we're not done yet. Uh, Keep it right here at Real Presence Live. We'll be back in just a moment.